0: To pick up off the back of that interview, you said something about, um, you know, don't sit next to people being noisy and and eating crisps. And I remember really clearly uh, seeing Quiet Place the first time in a packed cinema and the, the cinema started off noisy. And within three minutes, everyone had gone quiet. The film had made them quiet. And that is a heck of an act to follow um you'll know that william friedkin director of uh, the exorcist uh, tweeted that this is a classic horror film and he said cinema is back and that's a, a heck of an endorsement you know yes, from sorry. the guy that made the exorcist um and also you heard there john krasinski saying that he had initially said i don't want to do a sequel it's a kind of standalone so the the, ch- the chances of the film falling on its face um with that kind of hype behind it are quite big and so the best recommendation i can give you is to say that i wasn't disappointed the the really smart thing is that, as he said in, in in that interview, he didn't want to do it until he decided that actually, if we centre on the Millicent Simmons character, that's the way to make the film work. Um, she is a brilliant uh, actor. She was great in Todd Haynes' Wonderstruck. She was really really great in in Quiet Place. And here she completely commands centre stage because, while you have uh, Emily Blunt and uh, and and Noah Jupe and uh, Kilian Murphy, you're quite right. You're in the middle of an apocalypse. Who's that coming over the hill? No, it's that guy. Incidentally, there is a scene in Quiet Place Part Two which made me chuckle, with characters including Kilian Murphy walking across a deserted bridge, which took me right back to Kilian Murphy walking across the bridge at the end of twenty-eight days later. You know, Kilian Murphy's just turned up. You're in a bad place. Yes. Um, but I I think that that what makes it work is exactly that decision to okay. Let's focus on that character. I remember a thing Kim Newman once said, which was that he's quite often struck by watching a movie and thinking, yeah, okay, but I'm not interested in that character at the center. I'm interested in that character. And it's almost like John Krasinski's instincts were very good. Let's follow that character. And because that's where the, the main story is. And once you've done that, once you've placed the the primary action in the hands of Millicent Simmons' character, whose name incidentally also nods to the exorcist, that's not accidental. um, It allows the story to move forward and to to maintain and also to build on the tension of the original. And that is clever because the main problem with the original was you kind of think, okay, well, you know, you said yourself, it, it doesn't put a foot wrong. In that case, all you can possibly do is either keep up to the mark or put a foot wrong. Um, I saw this on a big screen. Um, other people in the cinema, once again, same experience that people did not talk through it. They did not make a noise. I know for a fact that some of them had gone in there armed with popcorn, but I didn't hear any being et because the movie did did the same thing um, about... And also, the, the although the film is about, and I know this is something that's very important to you, the film is about family and it is about family relations. It's not above popcorn scares. I mean, the thing at the very beginning, the opening sequence, which is the flashback sequence, when the first Gribbly hits the police car, you know, the popcorn goes everywhere. It's like people jumping three feet out of their seats, despite the fact that everyone's already seen that clip because it's the clip they're showing on television. And that opening sequence, when it's it appears is to be one shot, you know, when you're either with um, Krasinski and Millicent Simmons character, or you're in the car with Emily Blunt. I mean, that's a really well done piece of direction, but it almost felt to me like what that prologue was doing was saying, look, I know how to do this. You're in safe hands, okay? I really know how to do this stuff. And now we can move forward with uh, the with, you know, with, with the rest of the story. So yeah, as some, I mean, I was concerned, as soon as it was like, but when they say A Quiet Place Part Two, it's like, oh, like you always intended this. We know for a fact that he didn't. We know for a fact that, uh, you know, the original script that was uh, that was written by Brian Woods and Scott Beck, they said, we don't want to do a sequel. It's a standalone. We want to go on and do some other stuff. So to 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 then have the audacity to call this A Quiet Place Part Two, as if you had always intended it, and then actually get away with it by going, this is who we're giving the narrative to, I thought that showed that you're a really smart filmmaker and the film works, it delivers, it doesn't disappoint.